Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. And I thought we would talk about immunizations. I have people coming into my store quite frequently, and they ask me about homeopathic remedies for immunizations and how to counter them or what to expect or if there's something they can use for this, this or that. And, you know, honestly, I thought all I can really do is tell you what I know about immunizations known as prophylaxis in homeopathy, and that's when they use homeopathic remedies to immunize the children or the adults for a disease that that they may be exposed to or that's coming their way or that they know is prevalent. And so you can use homeopathy very effectively as a prophylaxis to immunize you and your family. And so I thought I'll talk about this. There's there's so much about it on the internet, but quite frankly, (laughs) it gets kind of confusing. And I know I've been using it for years, but I've also been using the cures for different diseases. And in my book, I talk about it briefly, but I also have a flyer that I'm happy to give out and I'm happy to help you find the remedies that you need as a prophylaxis or very often homeopathic immunization type remedies, the nozodes. And we've talked about nozodes before in the past, correct? Nozodes are homeopathic remedies made from diseased tissue and it's made into the form of a nozode. So by using a nozode, you tend to wake up the body and say, hey, you've got to fight this disease. And then you always use other remedies in conjunction with to match the simulum, you know, like cures, like. Don't get hung up on the fact that the nozode is going to cure the disease. Because if you ever get a particular disease, you're going to want to go ahead and use the like cures, like remedies, like for flu or dysentery or other types of diseases that will help you to get over that particular disease. Remember, we do not always need to know the name of our disease. We treat the symptoms. But if you're using homeopathic remedies, like I said, as a preventative, then nozodes work fantastically. And very often, a lot of the old doctors, and even now, they will use a particular nozode if the symptoms are very similar to that particular disease and the body is having a hard time recovering. For instance, the flu, especially children and older people, if they've had the flu, Influenzinum can be given after the fact to help balance the system. Hey, you've had the flu, wake up, fix yourself, and bring it back into balance. And so Influenzinum is very efficient in that situation. And there are other diseases as well. Um, And like I said, I thought I'll make this a two-part series because this is really, really in-depth. There's so much to talk about. And I have so many stories, (laughs) okay? I was thinking about that. I said, oh my goodness, I'm only 52. And I actually could tell you story upon story about using nozodes and or remedies that fall into the category of that particular disease and its cure. And I know I've mentioned a lot of them on previous shows that we've already had, but it's just, this is just too good a subject to just, you know, put into one, so, <laughs> one, one show. Uh, 
like I said, there are so many, so, so many nozodes that are there for our using. Yes, the average person does not have access to these remedies. I am very fortunate. I work with a couple of really good doctors on various poles of the country here. And so I'm able, as a student on their, under their a student status, I'm able to get these remedies. And you know, like I said, I've used them numerous times in my case work, and they're fantastic, just fantastic. But I'm going to name a few. And like I said, this is only a few. You can pretty much look at any disease ever, and they have a nozode made out of it. And if you find yourself a really good homeopath, that homeopath can help you set up your prophylaxis, your immunizations for your family, and work with you. You can always contact me, and I can get you in touch with a really good doctor. Because, oh yes, I would love to take everyone's case. I really would, and, you know, use it in my um, study, because I am going to become certified someday. I really am. But with the store and everything, I don't have a lot of time for in-depth case-taking and in-depth family care. But that's why I want to tell and teach families how to take care of themselves where to get these things. And like I said, I can't really say all those things on the radio, but I can help you if you want to call me or email me privately. And you can email homeopathyformommies.com or you can email theoutpostmercantile.com and that will take you, I will get that email. Okay, I'm just going to name some of the nozodes. And it's, like I said, the pronunciation might not be exactly correct, But as I go through some of these things, we're going to talk about them. I'm going to tell you some stories. And you're just going to go, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And like I said, I tend to talk in circles because I get sidetracked and one subject leads me to another. But that's called conversation, correct? And that's what these radio shows are about. They're supposed to be in conversation form so that we're talking. Well, I pretend I'm talking to someone. (laughs) I know I was telling my class the other day when I was teaching homeopathy for mommies, it's like, oh my goodness, I sit and I stare at the wall and I talk to the wall. Isn't that scary? (laughs) Actually, right now I'm looking out the window though. But the funny thing that, that people don't realize is that there really are no new diseases on the face of the planet today since the day of the fall of man. And if you go back to, like I said, the fall of man, We, at that time, like I said, we've talked about this before, we fell into the predisposition of disease and eventual death. Those are two things we cannot escape. We're prone to disease and we will all die. So knowing that, immediately upon the face of the planet, there were all diseases that man would ever see. They were just here. Today, we have different names. If you you study a 1943 Gould's Medical Dictionary to a Gould's Medical Dictionary today, a lot of the names of the diseases have changed. A lot of the old diseases, they've actually kind of, I, I refer to it as like a dam, okay? There was only three big dams, so to speak, 5,000 years ago or 9,000 year years ago. Three big dams and they were full of water. In other words, they were full of disease. Well, as these dams start breaking down, you know, scientists and pharmaceuticals start running around and they'll stick their finger in the crack of that dam. And before you know it, they've got another leak. So they'll stick their finger in that one. Eventually, it's just going to keep squeaking out, squeaking out, squeaking out. And that's what's happened with all of our suppression, the allopathic suppression of one big particular disease. We end up squeaking out with all these other little tiny diseases. And they are nothing other than a family of that particular big disease. And that's, so we have all these diseases and they're just other little diseases within that family group. So they're basically the same disease, nothing new. They may not be quite as serious, but they're just as irritating. And if suppressed, they can 
destroy organs, and they, you drive them deeper, deeper into the system. And everything can be suppressed until it's driven right into the inside of our bodies. And like I said, then we have organ damage. We have cancer. We have colitis and irritable bowel. We have all these terrible, terrible things because they've been driven so deep into the system. We want them to come out in the form of skin disease. And we want, you know, like every time we, if we suppress an eruption, you know, we have, we have acne or we have, you know, our fever comes to the outside of our body and we have the eruption. Once we suppress that, we're driving it deep inside the body. Even eczema, you know, ex- oddly enough, you know, eczema is, um, again, it's a part of a disease. It's, it's one of those bigger pictures. And I'm not going to get super technical because it would scare the eebie-jeebies out of you to find out how we've suppressed all these big diseases. But just know there's nothing new. Okay, nothing new. Don't think, oh, we got all these new diseases. No, we don't. We have lots of the lots of new disease names, but just know that they are variations of the big guys. Okay, and so do not suppress them. Do not take give your children Tylenol for high fevers. You know what? Put the pickle socks on them. We've talked about the pickle socks. Pull that heat out from their feet, and all these, most of the things I talk about are in my book, Homeopathy for Mommies. A lot of sometimes. I'll mention things that aren't really in my book, but if you listen to the little podcasts, then you can go ahead and write it in my book <laughs> when you get it, and you can buy that at theoutpostmercantile.com. I do have the homeopathy homeopathyformommies.com website, and it's going to be linked eventually to the outpost, but right now, all I have it on is the outpost, so you know, I don't know how patient you want to be. But you can go ahead, or you can call the store, um, the Outpost Mercantile, and I'm there most of the time. And that phone number is 320-351-7678. I don't know if I'm supposed to be putting these numbers and things like this on the radio show, but you know what? You can go ahead and call me. It's fine with me. Or email. Okay, just know that there's really, really nothing new. I will say that it's it's kind of surprising that... Up here in Minnesota right now, we've got an outbreak of Guillain-Barr, the enterovirus, what do they call the echovirus, all these different things. But guess what? They're all basically the same disease family. And so depending on your natural hereditary disposition or your genetic weakness, that's where it's going to hit you. If your genetic weakness is in the nervous system or some particular organ or the respiratory, that's where that disease, that virus is going to hit your body. And so that's why everybody's like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff going around. Particularly, there's just one thing going around. It's just, where is it going to hit you? So knowing that, you know, you can immunize your family for that particular disease so easily. Or if the child or the family member is having a hard time getting over that disease, you're giving them the regular respiratory type remedies, or you're giving them, you know, whatever, wherever it's hit them, you give them those remedies you know what? Give them the nosode. Wake up that system. Say, hey, you, why can't you read what you're supposed to be fighting here? And once you give them that remedy, sometimes it'll snap right out of it. I very often, ha- you know, I have like the staphylococcinum or I have the streptococcinum on hand. If I even suspect that someone has strep throat because I smell, you can, you can smell strep. It's, it's like that, you know, sepsis. It, it smells rotten. So I, I give strep nozode and I give pyrogenium and I give either mercurius or hepersulf. That will kick strep throat every single time. Like I said, if the, 
the child or the adult has dry skin, I give Hepersolf. If they have moist skin, either either cold or hot and moist, they get mercurious. Pyrogenium, streptococcinum, and bam, they're going to get better. Keep them on it two to three days longer than their complaints because even though they say, oh, I feel better, that doesn't mean they're necessarily cured on the inside. They say they feel better because they are getting better. But it does take the body actually two to three full days to cure itself. So don't stop giving those remedies. Like if it's a deep sickness like that, a deep illness. Um, Normally we say stop giving homeopathic remedies as soon as they're done complaining. But when someone has been really, really, really sick, I like to keep them on the remedies two to three days longer because they do feel better, but they're still sick. They just don't know it. And I... You know, I'm just being prudent at that point when I know it's been an illness like that. And also, you know, one of the things is um, viruses. Almost all the diseases in this country, up to 50,000 hospitalizations every year due to viruses, specifically the enterovirus. And I say the enterovirus, you know, that's the family of the polio. And we know polio as like poliomyelitis where, you know, the, the leg, it lands in the leg, the muscles and the nerves of the leg and it shrivels up and, or the arms or whatever. And so they, they started um, giving the polio vaccines. And have you ever wondered why they can't give it in a shot form? Why do they give it in, you know, by the mouth? Well, when they give it by the mouth like that, you know, that child is contagious for like a week or 10 to 14 days. They can't give it in the form of a shot because it is so toxic that it would attack the nervous system almost immediately and that child would die. These are really, really potent vaccinations. And everybody needs to know that. The fecal matter, the saliva, that child is contagious. And Everybody says, oh, it's the people who aren't immunized that are spreading these diseases. Well, I hate to tell you this, but that is so not true. Um, And like I said, poliomyelitis is when it does hit that nervous system. And and they'll get that, that, you know, that um, paralyzation. But polio doesn't, there's so many different forms of polio, and it doesn't have to hit the nervous system. It can hit any part of the body. And that's what makes it so very, very serious. My, and you can, like myocarditis, myocarditis is, a, is a viral infection. It's basically the polio group of diseases. And that infection leads to the inflammatory disease of the heart, myocardium. And then you have the periocard, pericarditis, which is the inflammation of the pericardium, the fibrous sac surrounding the heart. And you have all these types of enteroviruses, and they can cause everything from skin rash and eruptions, um, a rash on the mucous membranes. People come in and say, oh my gosh, my mouth, I'm just all broke out with these, these like cold sores inside my mouth. Well, you know what? That's like, that is, that's the enterovirus when it goes around and it hits everyone just differently. It is the number one cause of aseptic meningitis, meaning there's no infection. It's viral meningitis and antibiotics do not work on this people. Well, ha- people die all the time all the time from viral meningitis because the antibiotics do not touch it. But you know, we have we have recourse to the homeopathic remedies. Belladonna is 
the great viral interrupter. If you suspect anyone is sick due to a virus, what do we do? Aconite and belladonna. Aconite for exposure. Belladonna is a great viral interrupter. Please don't forget that. I had a mom call me the other day and her whole household had been sick. She's like, oh, but my daughter just is not snapping out of it. What do I do? I took down her story and I wrote everything down and I started going back over the case and I called her back. I said, did you give Belladonna? She goes, no. And I says, always, always give Belladonna. Please remember that. It's the great viral interrupter. And I find it kind of strange that when I, I'm going through some of the like websites of some of the doctors, homeopathic doctors worldwide, you know, because there's so many that have great information about s- different diseases or different protocols or, you know, whatever. Let's not forget belladonna. Many of them do not say give belladonna as the first course of action when you suspect a virus, Okay. Because it's going to interrupt that virus. Sure, you might have some aggravation. The fever might rise. They might their their other symptoms might increase. If that happens, you know you're on the right track. Give another dose. I at that I like to give 30x. Most of the time, my people have 30c on hand because they'll have like the 30c kit or the 200c kit. But I really like Belladonna 30x to interrupt that virus. It does that grunt work. Like my homeopath James says, the lower the potency the harder it's it's like the hammer hitting hard. It's going to work hard and fast for you. 30X is a great potency for beating that virus or fixing that leg when it's broken or whatever. 30X is a great, great potency. Okay, we were talking about the enterovirus. It's, like I said, there's, there's many, many little holes in the dam when it comes to this polio type virus. And like we always want to remember that Yes, you can immunize with homeopathic remedies as a prophylaxis, especially if you haven't immunized your children with vaccinations. Now, there's a whole, like I said, the whole discussion and topic worldwide, and I pray to God that we do not lose our parental rights when it comes to immunizations. Because like I said, Compton Burnett in 1903 wrote Vaccinosis and its Cure by Thuya. Again, I've mentioned that on our podcast before. Google it, download it, save it, read it. It's such good reading. It, they've known for 120-some years what vaccinations were going to do to the populations. He said that we were setting up a whole new state of disease. Remember I talked about that? Very important that you understand it. What did Compton Burnett said? He said, what is perfect health? Perfect health is completely disease-free. The moment you vaccinate, you inject a disease And you are no longer, ever, ever, ever again going to be disease-free in perfect health. It's gone forever and ever. Your body goes into suppression mode for the rest of its life. So when you know that, I mean, who wants to have an immunization? Who wants to give it to their child? You know, as parents, we should have that right. It's like our religious rights. We have that right. So pray that we keep it. Pray hard, sacrifice, and (laughs) just really fight for our rights. So Immunization, the homeopathic immunizations, the prophylaxis work fantastic. It wakes up the system. And there are many pro- programs out there, protocols, homeopathic doctors. You can type in homeopathy, prophylaxis, immunizations. I don't care how you do it. Look it up. Personally, I have always just used the 200. I give that alternating. You know, alternating. If I feel there's a threat, I give it. But there's some homeopathic doctors out there who have you give the 200 and then the 1 or 10M and do that for all the different diseases. So it's up to you as a parent. Do the research. Decide what you want to do. I've always found that the 200 works really, really well. 
if the disease is eminent and threatening, it it will stay off, you know, the family getting it. So knowing that, um, I'm just going to briefly touch on like the smallpox vaccination too. You know, back when they started the smallpox, um, wow. Again, we have our great big huge dam and we have a ton of little holes squeaking out and dripping water because of that smallpox suppression and that we have our shingles, our chicken pox, we have roseola, cow pox, and every kind of pox you can think of. We have, you know, here we go with our eczema. We have all kinds of warts and plantar warts and all sorts of things like that. We have nasopharyngeal cancer. And then we have this latest, it's the, watch my pronunciation here, the cytomegalovirus and with that is, you know, our herpes and many other common immunocompromised diseases. And that, again, it stems right back to that smallpox disease, which was deadly, you know, horrible, horrible, deadly. But we have Saracena, which is a fantastic cure for smallpox. I kid you not, you know, it's just, and then we have the nosodes, virulinum, and we can give these. And the shingles, I've had, I actually had a lady call me one time and she's like, oh my gosh, you know, she, I have, and she described to me what she had, and she says, there's nothing, I can't see anything, but this is what it feels like, and she says, it just feels like water's dripping on my on my back, and when she said that, then I knew the nosode that she needed. She was, it wasn't even, you know, using remedies like for the cure of the disease, she was actually naming the, the sensation that that nosode or that disease causes, so I told her, I says, I suspect you're getting shingles and this is the remedy you should be taking. And she's like, oh, no, I don't have shingles. No, 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 no. She was young and so on and so forth. So anyway, she went to the doctor. Doctor said, yep, think you have shingles. She comes back to me. She ended up using the virulinum, which is the smallpox nosode. And you know what? I just, she said it was just amazing how much better she felt. And again, you know, like if you're using it as a cure, you use the low potency. So we use the X potency of that to help her. And it's amazing how quickly that works. It, it just really is. There, Like I said, if you actually have full-blown shingles or something like that, then there are other remedies that you use to help get rid of the symptoms. Um, again, like chicken pox, you use roostox, which is poison ivy. You know, you use that as the, you know, to help alleviate, get rid of those symptoms, that itch, that watery vascular dripping and itch and it's just amazing and if that doesn't work there's there's a different remedy depending on the sensation some people will say that it itches they don't want to scratch it but if they do scratch it feels better some say it burns and it's so you have to go with the symptoms and all of that is in the book homeopathy for mommies that sensation what do I use and so it's very fun it's very interesting uh, how you use the remedies to, you know, to treat the actual symptoms, how you can use the nosodes for that purpose or to prevent the disease or to help the body wake up if it's, you know, it's been so run down that it's having a hard time coming back. Then you can use that nosode as well to bring it back. Okay, I I know it's, I don't want to talk too much longer here because I don't want to get you super confused. <laughs> but um, I think we'll just stop for there for now. And we'll just call that part one. But like I said, you need time to think about this and just kind of let it sink in. Do some research before part two comes up in a couple of weeks. And and then you're going to be able to listen to part two and say, oh my goodness, you know, okay, now it's making sense. And you can really make an educated decision at that point whether, you know, you want to stop giving immunizations to your family or whether 
you know, heaven forbid you decide you want to give immunizations. I guess I just didn't do my job too well in explaining. So, all right. I think in the next show, we'll talk a little bit about some of the stories and some more of the diseases that are so easily taken care of with the use of homeopathy. You take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.